Hey, hey, what's up? I can't wait for today's episode. I've literally been only thinking about this <laughs> for it so is long. So now. fresh on my mind. We've I been can't wait. waiting. We've been waiting. Well, before right. we get into it, oh. we should obviously, obviously introduce ourselves. <laughs> Right out of the gates. Obviously, we always do this right away. <laughs> Welcome back. This is the Two Girls, One Formula podcast. I am Nicole. I am Kate. And together we're the two girls. Where, this is our uh, podcast. We just get together and shoot the shit about F1 stuff and whatever we want. And anything else that comes to mind. <laughs> it is an F1 podcast. Or it's it's a general podcast with a side of F1 sometimes. Um, <laughs> it's like okay. F1 is like a vehicle for us Adjacent. to talk about what we, what we also want to talk about. <laughs> this podcast is for the girls, okay? It's for We anyone. get off track. It's for anyone that can appreciate what we're talking about. Yeah, we get off track, but we always come full circle. We always bring it back around. We always bring it back. We're always making connections in our minds. We always always but today's episode is really special because we are officially talking about our book club book that we forced our followers to read called how many of them actually read it i'm unsure but unsure highly recommend it's an easy read it's a quick easy read it's called fast and hard by cat ransom and we're going to get into it and it's also a very special episode because we are also the deep dive of the day is ferrari Let's so go. I am very excited. Yeah, it's going to be a really When fun. I tell you half the notes in my notes I took for my deep dive into Ferrari are just top of my head. Just no, it's lo- like top level knowledge. I looked up zero things for Carlos or Charles because I just know them all. <laughs> like I literally had to, the only thing I had to look up was like their exact like birthdays so I could get their um their signs their signs yeah like that's it but like all the other research like I just know everything <laughs> which is like so embarrassing but it's fine it's fine it's all off the top of my head so like all of this I didn't even have to cite anything because cite this brain yes I'm so excited to hear your Ferrari level knowledge I can't wait I'm so excited about it but before we do that Let's talk current events. Yeah, what do we got? What, what do we the heck has been this going on? What's the hot goss? What's, What's the, the four one one? Um. Well, first of all, it's Fashion Week in mm-hmm. was it Milan? Milan, Milan Fashion Week. All and of our favorite Italian supermodel F one girlfriends are there. Like Sarah Lance's girlfriend, just posing in a pic with Donatella Versace, just mm-hmm. absolutely crushing casual yeah so she looked unbelievable her outfit was amazing Mm -hmm. obsessed with the dress like I just feel like everyone is wearing like it's all like either Versace or Versace inspired like the black either shirts or dresses with like basically um like pins connection mm-hmm. them what are they called safety yeah. pins safety, safety pins, pins connecting it like there's like a rip in it almost and there's safety pins like she looked so good just casually posting posing with donatella fine sure <laughs> and pierre was at the off-white show which yep. like hot fucking ticket yeah huge that's like him. a hot ticket show to get into 
and Pierre was there. So Pierre's like low key hype beast, like low key, yeah. like really into the fashion scene. And like, yeah, I feel like we don't get enough from him. No, you know, like style wise, like I want to see him kind of push the limits yeah. of his personal style a little bit more. I agree with that. I agree with that. Well, I mean, most of his like stuff, he has to wear like Alftari stuff, but never forget when he wore that fugly hoodie <gasps> that looked like he had survived a fire. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was like, bad. he looked like an old leather couch and it was him with salt bay. <laughs> Like that photo, was like there was really nothing good about that photo. No, from the company to the outfit, it was all bad. Truly, um, Pierre, like so funny. And then Charles was in Milan for mm-hmm. the Ferrari fashion show. Um, he looked amazing, obviously. Um, let's, Charlotte let's was get obviously. Into, let's let's get into Charlotte's outfit. Jake from State Farm. It's giving Jake from like, State Farm. It had like potential to be good. But I just like, I need her to like work with a stylist, I think yeah. it is because like the pants threw me off. They were just like really high waisted, but really baggy in like the crotch area. And I just like, there was something off about them. The shoes looked like I would put my Barbie doll in them. Like they were like Barbie shoes, like Barbie version of Dorothy Wizard of Oz Barbie shoes. And just like, what her hair was just like and let's be clear like the same let's be clear this is not a reflection on our normal (laughs) our normal jabs at charlotte no (laughs) this is this is objectively speaking i'm not being biased right now like she is a beautiful girl she is very pretty that and fit was just nothing not about that was doing yeah. anything for her like your, her hair was just like limp and like straight like I was just I'm like, sorry I you can't you, like- you can't wear khakis and a red shirt anymore Jake from State Farm yes and also that like look. I just want her to like do something cool with her hair like I just like want a little variety because it's mm. always the same and I just like like put a little curl in it like with that outfit she had like a mock turtleneck and a jacket that was like a higher neck and I'm like put your hair up like your hair just needs to be up for this and the pants needed it just none of it was really working for me and that is an unbiased opinion because if anyone like if Carmen had worn that I would be saying the same thing yeah you know we need to bring back we need to bring back our segment on what not to wear in the early episodes we used to get really we really used to dive deep deep. yeah (laughs) what not to wear Jake from State Farm uh cosplay (laughs) we are out on cosplay as Jake from State Farm (laughs) That was so 2009. Um, We are no longer doing that anymore. We're not doing that anymore. No. (laughs) Um, Which the original Jake from State Farm also moonlighted as a bartender. Really? In the town where university, no, Illinois State is because that's where the state farm headquarters are and he just like they pulled like he wasn't an actor like he was a legit regular farm employee. Hysterical. Uh, and he, yeah. And now he's so. probably like a freaking millionaire. <laughs> this is the original Jake from State Farm, not the new Jake. No, from I State know. Farm. Okay. I'm saying the original guy is probably a millionaire now. I feel like they paid him that one. I don't know. Royalties. I feel like. You I don't know. To Can get- you get royalties if you're just a paid actor to be in the commercial? I don't I'm think pretty so. Sure. 
Hmm. I'm pretty sure, but I, I don't know. guess I don't really know. We got to call Daniela. We will. We'll, we'll, we'll call our people in the industry. Um, other than oh. fashion, do we see anyone else at fashion week? Not really. No, I, I was hoping anything. for Lewis, but yeah, but no, probably um, still, still climbing those mountains. It's gotta be. Um, what else? Uh, Charles just posted on a story right before we hit record on this and he is eating, he has a new nutrition coach, I guess. Good uh, for him. He was eating chicken and rice and some vegetables so what else is new well nothing well you know what we need to discuss the nicholas latifi being hot scandal oh my god i know so he's been climbing up there there have been a few times i feel like i've sent you photos and i'm like is mm-hmm. he hot and you were mm-hmm. like i i think i think and then here's what i think put a man in a boxing ring <laughs> and he's gonna be 10 times hotter immediately Yes. I just think there's something about like a That's why you fell for Danny Kavia. That's why that's why I fell for Nick. (laughs) That is why I met Nick Nick when he was a boxer. He was training Mm -hmm. to be a boxer. And I literally saw photos of him training in a boxing ring. And I was like, well, I'm gonna marry him. Kate's a lover. She needs a fighter. Yeah, that's what attracted me to Danny Kavia immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, love his boxing content. Um, and yeah, Nikki Latifi just getting in the boxing ring and stealing the hearts of many. Stealing the hearts. I'm we were not called the fuck out though on our yeah, Instagram. Literally so funny. She went to our highlights and she said, she, Ma'am's, Yeah, ma'am's, and it was the specific I told y'all 37 weeks ago. 37. 37- <laughs> And you were not having it. I can't. That's so funny to me. You know what? We deserved it though. We did. We deserve to be called out for that because we weren't feeling it. Yeah. We were at weren't. the time. And-, and there have been people that have been on the Nikki Latifi bandwagon for a while. Like people that follow us that have always been standing by their man. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just got there. It took us a little extra time, but we're there now. We're there now. I'm sorry. I'm not going to promise that I'm always going to be there, but those photos did. did He's not, he's not top five for me. I don't think, Uh -uh. but I can, I can look and I can respect. We can look, you know, I'm not blind. Right. So you know who else has been looking good lately? Who? Mr. Yuki Sonoda. Always. There was like that photo of him and Pierre in the Alvatari stuff. And I was like, Yuki. Yuki's a little model. I'm literally so not handsome. I'm literally not over the photos where they were wearing the same leather jacket and looked yes. like Yuki was trying to be like Pierre. Like I Ugh, obsessed. Obsessed. So obsessed. cute. And then him and Alex hanging out was so oh. cute. When Alex was like back with Yuki son, I was like, I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I... I just love that everyone loves Yuki. Yes. And he deserves it's my it. Favorite. He deserves he it. Deserve it. Um, <clears throat> you know what I would like to talk about? What would you like to talk about? The Alfa Romeo livery. Okay, yeah. And how, I'm not going to lie to you, I literally thought the camo was their final livery. And I was like, that's fucking dope, dude. That's sick. And then they went and, just, and then they just did the boring fucking red and white shit. Same no. thing as always. Oh my God. So anticlimactic. I was like, if you had stuck with that camo, iconic. Iconic. 
Like why? It was not? so cool, and then it was so they, cool. they looked so cool in their fits. They, oh, I the car them. looked cool on the track, and now we have pff, basic, basic, Bye. annoying, Bye. annoying. But with that, all of the mm. all the cars have been launched. Mm-hmm. Also, happy F one month. It's officially yes. F one month. It it's is officially F one month. We made We're it. Recording this on March first. And it's officially the month where everything happened. So I, I truly didn't think we would make it. Oh my God. It felt so long. <laughs> I feel so long. You know, to quote Game of Thrones, winter is coming. Yeah. And that's how it felt. Like we had a long spring yes. of, yes. of no F1, but now we're here. Yes. Finally Agreed. back again. Thank God. <laughs> I also feel like, you know, given the state of the world at the moment it would feel wrong to not discuss kind of what's happening oh yes in the world at the moment um obviously the russia ukraine conflict is going on it's very sad um if anyone who listens to our podcast um is from ukraine or has you know family and friends there our thoughts are with you and we hope you know everything everyone is okay um, and hope that this can come to an end. Um, there have been a lot of people, which I've been really happy to see uh, on the grid who are doing a lot to, you know, raise speak awareness out. and mm-hmm. speak out and, you know, post resources. I think it's like, I think the one that's been getting me the most is Pierre's girlfriend, mm-hmm. Katarina. She's Katarina. Katarina. Um, she obviously is from Ukraine. So like really hitting home for her and she's been doing some really good stuff. I think on her stories, if you don't follow her, I would recommend it. If you're, especially if you're looking for information and and ways to help out, she's been kind of not doing anything personal Mm -hmm. um, on her Instagram and only doing that, which I think has been really cool and like really eye opening. So, yeah, I mean, it is going to affect F1 too, I guess, to tie it to what this podcast is about. Um, they just came out with their ruling. So first of all, we're not going to get a Russian GP this year. Yep. Canceled. Um, and then they just came out with their ruling about how they're going to move forward. And it looks like, so there's no race, um, anyone in like the FIA or like governing bodies for formula one that is Russian is, is supposed to like resign or at least step down for now. Um, and then I think it said that drivers, um, cannot race under the Russian flag, but they can race under the FIA Mm. flag. They never have been. I don't think they ever have been able to race under the Russian flag though. They've been able to race under like the Russian Federation because they got stripped for like their doping charges and yes, like they're not allowed to race or like compete under the Russian flag. So it's like Federation something or another, but I think it's pretty similar to the Russian flag because I know Nikita was Russian or racing. Yes. Okay. I have the whole thing up right now so I can read it pretty much word for word. So for competitions organized on the territory of Russia and Belarus, uh, no international competition to take place in Russia and Belarus until further notice, no flag or symbol or anthem of Russia or Belarus to be used in international competitions until further notice. Um, For drivers, competitors, and officials, uh, no Russian or Belarusian national anthems um, 
Russian and Belarusian drivers, uh, individual competitors and officials to participate um, only in their neutral capacity and under the FIA flag. Uh, and then no Russian national symbols, colors, flags displayed or anthems played. And then for FIA elected officials, um, representatives from Russia or Belarus, uh, FIA members to step aside temporarily from their roles and responsibilities uh, of officers or commissioned members. And then Which not- I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, because again, I don't think that those people are directly responsible for yeah. that, but I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what else like what could happen right so yeah I think it honestly just comes down to like whether or not um as Penn's dad will be allowed to continue to sponsor the team and I think that's the biggest yeah um kind of uh pressing matter because I think they're like a lot of people are freezing Russian assets at the moment so I just don't know what and essentially if like he's not the sponsor the title sponsor anymore then obviously Nikita does not have contract to drive um mm-hmm. essentially so i think that's kind of one of the biggest things in flux at the moment yeah for sure um so i guess it'll be interesting to see how that nets out but i think at least with the um with this new ruling so like danny kviet mm-hmm. can now still drive uh robert schwartzman at the f2 yep. level can still drive um, and technically Mazepin can still drive. So I think mm-hmm. it's Mazepin is the one that has the biggest like gray area now Yeah, because they obviously took away, they're not being sponsored by his dad anymore. They took that off the cars. Um, so kind of seeing what Haas is going to do will be interesting. I know. Do we think Haas is going to be a team next year? <sighs> I don't like- know, but <laughs> did you see that Andretti came out and like said Haas won't sell the sell. team like yeah we've, we've asked a bunch of times yeah like andretti has literally tried to buy haas and they've said no so like apparently gene haas still cares not that we would know because he just gets photoshopped into all of these yeah photos. he's literally never around do you think he'll be in the new season of drive to survive probably not he was in the last one wasn't he they interviewed him i feel like for a minute yeah no one really cares yeah but for gunther also, we did get the we did get the new the trailer. trailer oh my god! Drive to Survive this week. It looks. I'm um, like I had the serotonin. It yes, the serotonin <laughs> it gave me while watching that. Oh my god! Literally so good. I'm so excited. You and I will be together. I can't <laughs> thank God. Wait to binge oh. all of the episodes. Share I all like of our it. thoughts. Can't wait. Honestly, like I think. The timing of our off-season schedule podcast works out perfectly because it'll be Ferrari today, mm-hmm. McLaren next week, and then our drive to survive. Yes. Thoughts, and then the season starts. And so it's like, we crushed I know, it. like, did we miss a team? Did because we? I thought that we were supposed <laughs> to be like really down to the wire. And I know we already forgot LP and I like, had to put, like, did we miss someone else? No, we definitely didn't. Are you sure? There's no way. No. <laughs> I bet my life okay. on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't think of anything either, but I really thought that we were like no, cutting it well, a lot closer. I thought we were cutting it close to, but I think I'm glad we have one week margin. Yeah. That's fine. That's good. That's we just good. don't understand times, I guess. 
no there's a, there's a lot of things we don't understand time zones how the sun works <laughs> time in general time in general <laughs> you know what i would also like to point out there is the video or that photo that we made that meme of danny taking the photo with the confused face <laughs> yeah and mclaren posted it like literally five days after it came out and i was like what were you guys doing why are you posting this so late like you should have gotten on the meme cycle yeah five days ago and now it's old it's tired it's not good anymore yeah like you're not as fast as us so I don't really know what you think yeah sorry (laughs) do you think McLaren needs some community um yeah probably or social help because I'll do it I mean I would assume so should I not doing it right yeah probably (laughs) okay yeah just do it uh hey McLaren if you guys are listening to this I am open to opportunities with the team so please get in touch (laughs) Um, just like Kate is joining as Lando's new press officer, I will be joining as the head of community for yes. McLaren. Okay. So can't wait for that. Really excited. Absolutely. Oh, I wanted to bring up. So we got an email this weekend. Oh, okay. Yes. Obviously we need to discuss <laughs> to our two girls, one formula gmail.com email address. And imagine my surprise <laughs> when I wake up in the morning. And I open up my email inbox and I see an email titled Louis Tomlinson. That's it. No context. Just Louis Tomlinson. Um, I screamed in my like sleep addled brain. I was like, is Louis Tomlinson emailing me right now? No, it was the subject line, but it's fine. And it turns out one of our followers also from Boston. What's up? went to the Louis Tomlinson concert in Boston. And she was like, I remember when you guys, uh, in one of our early episodes, we were talking about, you know, which members of One Direction would be fans of Mm -hmm. F1. And we were like, obviously Louis would be a fan because like, he has that photo with Danny that we love. And like, he's obviously an F1 fan. And she was like, I just want to follow up with you and let you know, confirmed Louis is a fan of F1 because she was wearing her like vintage Red Bull jacket. That was so cool. And she was up on the balcony and he was singing and he literally like pointed at her and like pointed at her jacket. And she, she did send us, us, she sent us a video. She sent yes. us video proof of it. <laughs> and it like, she was right. Like, and so I just think it's so funny. Confirmed Louis is an F1 fan confirmed and we also did we also did get confirmation that Niall is an f1 fan as well um not this week but recently because what what i miss no i went to his um i went to his instagram page and he had started following like lewis and christian and like a couple and he's doing some drive to survive yeah he's yeah he's he's binging his drive to survive before the new season comes out um and you know maybe we'll get to see niall at a race this year do you think Niall will be at miami who do we think is gonna be in miami i feel like louie would go to miami i think so too liam would probably go just because he's basic yeah also you keep saying basic and are you watching inventing anna i'm not Okay, because she uses she's like, why are you being so basic like all the time? And like <laughs> you just keep saying basic and it's all I can think of. Sorry, no, I'm not. I guess maybe I'm also just a basic bitch. So <laughs> it's okay. I say epic, you say basic. <laughs> just Let's bring back millennials. Let's bring up totally tubular. Stop. <laughs> to circle back though on Louie, if you guys please feel free to email email us all of your thoughts. Yes. 
for some reason you can't dm us we can't figure it out we've we tried. literally can't figure it out i tr- i mean i've i'm trying something new now we try so. a new hodgepodge of settings we don't know so if you are a creator and you know how to work instagram so that anyone can message you please let us know like we've tried everything i've googled so many things honestly why do we nicole we have no right doing anything that we do because every single podcast episode we are like crowdsourcing help i was literally just gonna say i was like we need to change this podcast to kate nicole ask for help literally on a variety (laughs) of different things like why we don't know how to do any every single episode we're like if you know how to do this please dm us okay you know what it takes a village it's it's a it's a strength to ask for help okay you're right we can't possibly yeah it's very brave it's very courageous we can't possibly know how to do everything that's absurd dying we're just looking we're just looking for friends who know how to do things and and provide some insight Instead you're of right. us spinning our wheels all day, you know? You're right. These wheels do be spinning, though. They be spinning all the time. Not doing a lot, for them but they're to spinning. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for them to stop spinning for Please. one fucking second. <laughs> all right. I think I'm ready to talk about the book. Okay. I wanted to bring up one question, though, around oh, okay. Drive to Survive. Okay. I want, I want to just do a quick prediction of like Ooh, okay. what do we think the top like plot points are going to be this season i think they're going to feature mick a lot mm-hmm. just because schumacher finally back in f1 and yeah. they were like he and um nikita were in a lot of the trailer trailer obviously number one is going to be max versus lewis mm-hmm. duh even though max is not in the show right but that's so it's going to be very one-sided it's be interesting it'll be interesting. it's good for lewis because max so doesn't have any room to like argue or, or you know share his side of the story um i think there's gonna be i think they're gonna play up the tension between botas and lewis and danny and lando yeah it's gonna be a big like teammate rivalry yeah here on this i think i think like, we're gonna, gonna, gonna say that danny and lando hate each other i mean they love to say that with lando think about carlos and lando when they were i do think we're gonna see a lot of lando this season though yeah me after too. he was like not featured at all yeah but obviously as he is the rising star yeah he will be front and center the girls want what the girls want you know the girls want what the girls want and netflix knows netflix does know there's gonna be a lot of danny a lot of lando mm-hmm. they're gonna carry it for sure hopefully they give us some daddy zach I was gonna say I hope we get Yuki like I really really hope we get a lot of Yuki content because I know know he's funny I know I hope so too and I was thinking about this too when I was watching the trailer and like thinking about people being like oh you're only a fan because you watch Drive to Survive or whatnot and you know how the narrative has kind of shifted around talking about this liking the sport for the people and I'm like, how could you not be so yeah. interested in these people's personal stories? The yeah. things that they've given up to be at this level mm-hmm. of success, like the things that they've had to go through. There are 20 seats on the grid at any given time. Like how, how like you have to work so hard to get so to that hard. point. 
I'm like, or your dad you has not? to be so rich. Right. You have to <laughs> like, you have to go through so much to be able to get that to that spot. I obviously am interested in that journey. Mm-hmm. We are inherently like curious creatures and like, yeah, I want to know people's stories and I want to know I them also, on a personal like, level. Like, so why about- is that a bad thing? Right. Like think about every other sport, like, like football, all they do is like tell the stories of like players, especially around like the draft and saying like, oh, like this person, like his father passed away and like that he had all these, like everyone, like we love love an inspiring story. And and, like, that's how you get people to be invested in things is like Mm -hmm. invested in people. Yeah. So like, it's just like, why is this different? It's tired. It's really tired to be still having this conversation four seasons in and people are like, oh, they made it more about like a cult of personality. And I'm like, everything is a cult of personality. Yeah. You follow people because you are interested in what they are saying and what they are doing. Like we build relationships. We're social creatures. You want, if we want that fan of the sport for just the sport, you obviously watched the whole season. So don't watch drive to survive because you know what it's going to be. Like, you don't need right. to rewatch it. You know what happened. Otherwise, are you watching it because you want? We're supplementing. Gossip. Yeah. And you want we the want gossip behind and you want the scenes. The yeah. So like everyone's watching it for the same reason. It's just stigmatized if you've never watched a race and like, God forbid you watch something on Netflix. God, God forbid. forbid. So annoying. Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry. I rant over. We can get into the book now. I'm excited to get into the book. Let's go. Okay. So (laughs) as we said at the beginning of this episode, we read Fast and Hard by Kat Ransom. Um, I read this over the summer. So that's Mm -hmm. why I chose it as our book club book because um, I really liked it and I wanted Nicole to read it. And so what better way to get Nicole (laughs) to read something that I wanted her to read than make it homework. So um. Nicole, I would love to hear your opinions on the book as a brief synopsis. I was going to say, we got to do a brief synopsis. Before yeah, we brief get into synopsis it. of the book. Um, it's about, obviously it's about F1. The two main characters are Mallory. She is a press officer that gets hired by um, a team to manage the reputation of one of their drivers, whose name is Lennox Gibbs. He is like known as the, in quotations, paddock playboy. He's like, you know, bad boy getting a lot of negative press you know is kind of player player going off going off the rails going out drinking and like just generally not shining the best light on the team and so they're like we need more sponsors and sponsors don't want to sponsor us because like he is giving us a bad rep so we Mm -hmm. need you to come in and manage this so she goes in um he, they, she's one of many that have come in to try to reform Tame the, the image. Beast. He calls them all nannies. So she's coming in as the nanny. And obviously it works out because it wouldn't be a book if it didn't. And yeah. so she, you know, they kind of fight each other. Obviously a little bit of enemies to lovers in here. This um, will be a full spoiler discussion as well. Yeah. So if oh, you yeah. want to read it, stop now before we kind of get into the nitty gritty, but I'm not holding back on. No, no holding points back. here. So obviously like it works out. They end up together, but let's get into the details right now. Yes. Give me your opinions, Nicole. I want to hear what you think. Cause you were kind you didn't want to read it for a while. 
Yeah. I don't know. I've just, I've obviously we talked about Crescent city too last week. So I've been really in like a deep, deep, deep fantasy hole. Yeah. Um, where I didn't want to read like this modern thing. Also Mm -hmm. like you never know with Kindle unlimited books, like what you're going to get. Yeah. So I was like, all right. It was, and it was, it's also a very similar plot to one of the Dirty Air series books Mm -hmm. by our girl, Lauren Asher, which Mm -hmm. yes, we have read them. We love them. This plot is, is similar to, um, wrecked her wrecked, wrecked. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that you were like, I've already read this. Yeah. But I know, I know you love it because it's you, you're a little (laughs) press PR girly and you're like, it's me. Um, Mm -hmm. so good. I do love to be the main character. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, I generally did really like the banter, Mm -hmm. um, between Lennox and Mallory, which I think in most books can't get it right mm-hmm. um like one of my gripes we recently read the bridge kingdom and I was like I wanted more bantering and I wanted more like yeah each other um but I really loved that they had like good chemistry yeah in the in the you know enemies department yes um so overall I would probably give this book three and a half out of five stars I thought you were gonna say out of 10 I was like I thought you liked it (laughs) no out of out of out of five I enjoyed it it's like 250 pages it was a quick read quick um and I will say the reason I gave it a 3.5 versus a four is because I hate the miscommunication trope and Mm. that's where it lost me in the end yeah um I just generally don't don't love miscommunicate you are a big communicator and I feel like when people can't communicate it is like really bothersome to you it really bothers it really bothers me and so like at one point they just like she creates this drama around th- needing to solve a problem that was not really a problem and they just made it worse and worse by not telling each other what they were yeah. doing and I was just literally like all of my notes are like bitch oh okay also what bothered me okay so the Digby the Digby DuPont situation yeah where she is leaving his apartment secretively because she's been forced to work with him now, which I don't understand why she didn't just tell Lennox that she's being forced to work with him. I don't, yeah. as a grown man, he should just say that's your job. And okay, yeah. that sucks, but like, we'll get through it. Um, and then he like gets all upset and he texts her and he's like, we're over. Okay. And then blocks her. And then I blocks think her. It, but so like, she really doesn't have a way to get in contact with him. <laughs> so like, Part of the communication is the fact that I'm like, okay, well, she can't really talk to him because he's not there and he blocked her. For sure. But he made his, he made his emotions very clear that it was over. Okay. For better or for worse, he had said, our relationship is over. Lose my number. Yeah. Okay. Then she goes on where she's like, quote, but I know I have a small scrap of dignity deep inside that wouldn't let me take back a cheater. I'm like, bitch, he clearly dumped you. Like, yeah, <laughs> there was a clear dumping and he actually didn't technically cheat on you because he dumped you. Right. Granted, he didn't cheat. On, he didn't sleep with anyone. But the fact that she thought that he was cheating on her, even though he literally said we're done. Yeah. I was annoyed by. 
Um, two, I cannot, I couldn't deal with the lyrics, the song lyrics at the beginning <laughs> of every chapter. I was like, this is a fanfic. Who okay, is right? It was also particularly not love fanfic? one limp biscuit, a limp biscuit <laughs> lyric. I was like, I can't, I can't, I cannot with this. Um, and then let's see. Yeah, the airdrop situation really bothered me where she stole his phone. She's like, I have to steal his phone. I can't send them to myself. I have to figure out what I'm going to do. And I'm like, one, this situation could have easily been fixed. You do social for him. Why, when he's at a race, where's his phone? You should be holding it. You're his press officer. You go through his phone. You DM, you airdrop your photos. Yeah. Case closed. Okay. Literally. Signed, sealed, delivered. We're done. You don't need to steal his Hummer. You don't need to go on a car chase. Also, the also Grand Theft Auto in this, I was like, we are going from zero to 60 so fast. <laughs> and then it was the fact that they pulled a public press conference at one of the races to showcase the videos. I felt like that was a little absurd. I was like, that would not fly. No way you're pulling down the projector and you're like, here's one of the drivers doing coke off of a (laughs) prostitute. I'm sorry, that's not happening. (laughs) I'm not even in the press and PR, but I know damn well that that, no situation like that is ever happening. All to get back your man. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, she has way too much responsibility here. Um. Yeah. And then when she's back in New York and she says, quote, every cell in my body wanted to take him up on the offer and run away to the isolated coastline of the Isle of Skye. And I was like, why don't you? Like, literally nothing is stopping you. Like, right. you're being a bitch. Right. And you're like, your family sucks. You don't really have any job. Like, your job, like, just go. Just go. What? Like, why are you Just not? go. So, um, yeah. And then there was one scene where she's like, I called Lennox that night. And I'm like, he's in Scotland, bitch. It's literally six hours ahead. What are you doing? Um, so there were just some things, which that's why I had to give it a three and a half because it just felt a little too unrealistic for my liking mm-hmm. where I was like, <sighs> yeah, fact check, fact check <laughs> Fanny over here. <laughs> but otherwise a very steamy, mm-hmm. very much enjoyed that. Um, Lennox was a very likable character, even from yes. the beginning when he tried not to be. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I see right know. through you. <clears throat> yeah. We've been through this before. Obsessed um, with his friends. Like I just saw, I like loved their little friendship their little trio. Yeah. Yeah. Super cute. Um, but yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. I think it was fun. It was a fun read. I had fun. Mm-hmm. How did you, how did you picture him? Okay. Well, you know that I literally cannot picture faces. Yeah. When I'm Nicole reads, people. when, when Nicole reads books, she pictures them from like the neck down. She like yeah. cannot see a face. No, no, it's not even like the neck down. Like I can picture hair and stuff, but like, I cannot picture a face. Yeah. So it's kind of just like a faceless kind of void. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how everyone else's brains work, but I'm a pretty visual like reader. Like, yeah, yeah. I can basically visualize everything that's going on and like whatnot. But when it comes to faces, man, like I just like can't pick anyone. They're so hard because you can and only like envision like what you've seen, what you've seen. Right. So, you know, I think it's a little difficult. So 
I was trying to think about, you know, who we would cast. Right. Someone did ask us to in cast, these roles. Like, cast it as a movie. Yeah. Um, you and know, like, and I was, and I want to say that I'm just going to go out here and say that like, when I'm doing this, I am not casting like only actors. Like I'm just casting who in the world I think looks like these people. I was trying to, I pictured him as, I know the cover art is like a very shredded, like sexy, hairless man, um, <laughs> faceless, but I pictured him. <laughs> so that's exactly how I pictured him. No. Um, <laughs> so I only saw the, I just only saw abs the entire time. <laughs> um, but I, I think I really pictured them more like home, not like homely in a bad sense, but just like very like rugged and masculine, um, and not like a sexy playboy, like. Oh, kind see, of vibe. I I was opposite. I guess like think I went deep in in Scot- Scotland territory, and I just was thinking Jamie Fraser, Outlander, <laughs> Sam Hewen. Um, and so you know he's just like so handsome, so sexy, but he's not like an oiled up abs guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I went with like more rugged sexiness than more like okay sexiness. See, I went like chiseled, just hot. Like, I just feel like I loved the character so much. And you know how I feel about a Scottish accent. And I was just like, this is the hottest man I've ever (laughs) experienced. And in my head, he looks like a taller Mark Marquez, Mm -hmm. the MotoGP driver, Mm -hmm. who I just think is like so good looking. But he just has like a very like, very pretty, but also just very like, chiseled and like nice face and like nice hair that I was like I feel like that's like what he gives with like green eyes I don't think I know what Scottish people look like like I don't think I know like the stereotype of like (laughs) what a Scottish person looks like I don't know if there is a stereotype but I generally feel like you know I I went like honestly my biggest Scotland connection is Outlander so I was just literally thinking about all the people who are in Outlander and that's my understanding of Scottish people Ewan McGregor Mm -hmm. Alexander Graham Bell that's who I picture there's like James McAvoy yeah Yeah. James McAvoy is hot but he's not like again I mean Gerard Butler is hot yeah, but he's a like he's a rugged hot. Yeah, you're which right. is the type that I was like thinking about. Um, but no, I like didn't do any sort of like research. I literally was just like I what I was either. reading and this what is I... just what I know. This is just what I know about Scottish men. See, I didn't know anything. I guess I was just. Oh, pictured... you say you're obsessed with Scottish accents and you don't know anything about Scotland or Scottish men? Kate, that's fake of you. Yeah, I'm a fake <laughs> fan of Scottish accents. <laughs> Um, well, I like no, uh, Jared Butler, but mm-hmm. I was like, well, he's obviously old. I'm not going to picture Lennox gives as like a 50 year old. Um, but like, I don't know. I also feel like even if like there is like, who knows, maybe Lennox's parents were from Spain, like Mark Marquez and like moved to Scotland. He has descendants. Yeah. He, right. it's he doesn't really have presumptuous. to look- it doesn't yeah. we yeah you're right it doesn't there's have to no, look any certain way there's no right way to look i just in scotland him, like chiseled like nice face good bone structure like dark curly hair nice eyes good body i Do didn't think- picture i didn't picture mallory at all I don't even remember what she was supposed to look like if if i had to cast anyone as mallory i think i would do like a H- Haley steinfeld 
Interesting. Mm. Okay. I think because she's kind of, they kind of described her as being like, here I go again, basic. Um, <laughs> but just very like kind of average, which mm-hmm. I guess is kind of a slap in the face to Haley Steinfeld, which I don't think she's average, but I think she has a very like approachable, okay, like kind of style. And she always plays like that type of girl, I think. That's fair. Um, yeah. Gosh, she's so cool. I love she Haley is Steinfeld. Really cool. Me too. I think she's incredible. And she also dated Nile. Also, her whole yeah. EP that she wrote about Miles slaps so hard. So hard. She's so good. <laughs> I'm obsessed so, with her. Yeah, so I think I would do like a okay. I like, like that a, a cool lot. Haley style. I like that. I like that. The vibes are right, like personality wise too. I think. Yeah. In yeah, like the characters that she plays, I think she would crush it. Yeah, I like that a lot. I don't remember like anyone else. Like any, like, like I didn't picture any other characters really. Um, yeah, I guess Maddie, who Mm -hmm. is Lennox's fitness instructor. I honestly pictured Botez's, um, fitness instructor. Okay. That's because he's like, he was like a tall Finnish guy Mm -hmm. in the book. And so that's how I pictured him. Um, and then, Jack who's the gay assistant yeah um I'm trying to think of someone who I'm like I loved like what a good character yeah loved him in the book this is (laughs) this is gonna be oddly specific and I don't think you will know who I'm talking about (laughs) but I picture (laughs) there's this guy on TikTok who does these (laughs) incredible videos where he pretends to be um like a host of British travel shows (laughs) <laughs> and they're really funny and that's kind of how I pictured him I'll have I'll send I'll send you a video after this okay. and like I'll post one on the story for okay. reference for anyone who's listening but he just like that's just how I pictured him I don't know why like a tall skinny like white boy I don't know okay. um but otherwise like I didn't like I didn't really picture Aria or like no her ex-boyfriend or her siblings or anything like that are we have you read any of the other books no I haven't but I want to okay fast and wet I think fast and wet is the next one then we have fast and hot mm. and fast and wild oh shit yeah I'm excited so. I will be reading the rest <laughs> of them they were good like I liked it like I liked her writing I liked the characters I thought she did a good job more f1 romance books for sure need to be written Mm -hmm. i'll get on it okay thank you (laughs) anything else closing statements oh someone asked who uh we pick who do we think dickby dupont was uh based on based on i mean i don't think he was like based on i don't think he was based on anyone but it's just like based on like the stereotype of a pay driver yeah I pictured him like Mazepin with hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like don't really know. Oh, I have like a very clear in my head of who I picture. I almost pictured him kind of like Prince Hans of the Southern Isles from Frozen. Okay, interesting. Like, but fair, fair. You know, 
mm-hmm. like sleazy and like can like kind of talk his way into anything. Oh, Anna, if only there was someone who loved you. <sighs> Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think, I don't think they, I don't think the books felt very like inspired by like modern no. F1 people. It just um, felt like an, a vehicle to, to tell. have a story. To yeah. Tell a story. Yeah. Um, I did. I did like that there were aspects in the book that were like descriptive. Like if, even if you didn't know anything about Formula One, you could pick up and it was like he was like, "Oh, here's what DRS means," or "Here's what curves yeah. is," and like here's like all of the buttons on the yeah the gears. And so um, I did find that you know kind of nice that they they tied that in. Yeah. No, I thought it was really good. I very much enjoyed it. Thanks for forcing me to read it. You're welcome. Can't <laughs> wait to read the others now and chat about them again. I'm ready for the Ferrari deep dive. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Well, I hope so. I'm just about to get very passionate. As you should be. All right. So we're going to start off with like the boring stuff, just like about the team. So obviously Ferrari um, has been around for a very long time. It is the oldest surviving and most successful Formula One team. Um, Ferrari has competed in every single world championship since the 1950 Formula One season. Wow. Long time. Um, their fan base is called the Tifosi. And so like, if you are a part of the Tifosi, you are a Ferrari fan. Um, as a team, Ferrari has, uh, the most, uh, constructor championship wins, uh, 16 of them. The last time they won that was in 2008. Uh, so some of the, so the drivers that have won the drivers championships, they have 16 constructors championships and 15 drivers championships. And the drivers that make up those 15 are Alberto Ascari, Juan Manuel Fangio, Mike Hawthorne, Phil Hill, John Suertes, Nikki Lauda, Jody Schechter, Michael Schumacher, and Kimi Reichman. And Kimi was their last drivers championship win, um, in 2008, seven. I don't remember which one. Uh, So Ferrari was founded by Enzo Ferrari in 1929, uh, and he founded it to enter amateur drivers in, you know, various races, not just F1. Uh, The idea for the team came around at a dinner uh, when he got financial help from some textile heirs uh, and a wealthy amateur racer, uh, Mario Tadini. And then he gathered a team, which, you know, which literally at one point had 40 drivers in it. So many. Um, And most of those raced in various Alfa Romeo cars. Um, Enzo Ferrari actually was one of them. Like he was a racer too. And he raced uh, until his first son, Dino, was born in 1932. Um, So the prancing horse that is there icon that first appeared at the 1932 24 hours of uh 1932 spa 24 hours in belgium on a two-car team of alfa romeo spiders and they finished first and second so first time the prancing horse was ever there they took a one-two finish which was very cool um in 1933 
Alfa Romeo was in some financial troubles and withdrew its in-house team from racing. Um, and from there, Scuderia Ferrari became the acting racing team of Alfa Romeo. So it was a subset of Alfa Romeo and that's why they have such a bond um, even now. So Alfa Romeo then bought the shares of Scuder Scuderia Ferrari and then transferred the racing activity to Alfa Course um, who, who's like, was being built somewhere else. And so Ferrari was not a fan of that, did not like it. Um, and was dismissed by Alfa Romeo after that. And then, um, he founded his own company, Auto Avio Construzioni Ferrari, which manufactured, uh, cars and machine tools. And because of that, like there was a, an agreement when he left that he could not, um, use the Ferrari name on cars for four years. So mm. obviously he was making cars. And then after those four years, they became Ferraris. Um, a fun fact about the prancing horse logo. It was the symbol on Italian World War One ace, Francesco Bar Baracca's fighter plane. Um, and it became the logo of Ferrari after the fallen ace. So Francesco died and his parents uh, were really good friends with Enzo Ferrari and they told Ferrari to use the symbol as the logo for Scuderia Ferrari and said it would bring him good luck. So I did actually know that. Oh, well, I have been to the Ferrari museum. That's true. So, so <laughs> I thought that was a fun little fun fact. That, that is fun. It, fact it's though. not just like a random, not a random logo, but something that um, near and dear actually had, had meaning to them, which is mm -hmm. nice. So Ferrari has like a million and one records that they hold. So if you, so they are, they have the most constructors championships, most drivers championships, most Grand Prix participated, most Grand Prix started, most wins, most podium finishes, most one, two finishes, most pole positions, most qualifying one, twos, uh, most constructors championship points, most drivers championship points most fastest laps and most consecutive seasons with at least one victory during a season. Is there a, is there a um, record that they don't hold that someone else holds over them <laughs> at this point? Who knows? That feels like everything. Um, so probably most seasons where you didn't score a point, <laughs> they don't hold that. That's true. <laughs> um, so that's some background on Ferrari as a company. And now we're going to get into Mattia Bonotto, who is the team principal of Ferrari and basically is like Mario incarnate, like real life Mario. Like Mario, Super Mario? Yeah, like it's a me, Mattia. <laughs> that's what I feel like he should come in. He's like so cute. He just has like, like a curly little afro and like round, thick rimmed glasses. Like I'm like obsessed with him. We yeah, literally, he, really, he does feel like a character. Yeah. We never hear from him. Yeah. He's doesn't, he's not really in drive to survive that much. Like he's not a main character at the like drivers uh, or the team principals press conferences. Like I just want more from him because I just think he's so funny. Yeah. He's got to get in the middle of uh, Toto and Christian. Yeah, please. Mattia. So he was born in Switzerland actually, but he is full Italian. Um, and he said that that is why he's like, so invested in Ferrari because when you're Italian, but you're born somewhere else, like 
and his whole family is Italian, he kind of felt out of place. And so he would like gravitate towards and like really be in love with things that were Italian that made him feel close to his culture. And obviously Ferrari like is Italy. Mm -hmm. So he felt like really pulled to that and just like loved the team. He was born in 1969. He's 52 years old. So I feel like he's one of the younger he, when he said that way, principles, when he became a team principal, he was one of the younger ones. Um, he is a Scorpio. So uh, like their celestial spirit animals, the scorpion, Scorpios lie in wait and strike when least expected. Life is a game of chess for these calculating water signs who are constantly plotting several steps ahead in order to orchestrate an eventual checkmate. This doesn't mean their intentions are necessarily nefarious. Scorpios simply know what they want and aren't afraid to work hard and play the long game to get it, which I really hope is happening. I'm hoping that Mattia is playing the long game with Ferrari right now because obviously the past few years haven't been great, but I definitely think that he is plotting and is several steps ahead of everyone else and they're going to be great this year just thinking so many thoughts mm-hmm. i mean reports that come out that people are saying that ferrari looks like they've made the most steps on their engine this year Whoa. so hoping um <clears throat> so he got a mechanical engineering degree in 1994, the year that I was born. Um, He was graduating college, got a master's in motor vehicle engineering. um, And then he has started and is still at Ferrari. Like his career started at Ferrari and he's still there. So he's been there for like so many years. So he joined Scuderia Ferrari in uh 1995 and he was a test engine engineer there until 2003 in 2004 he became a race engine engineer uh then later became the chief engineer for race and assembly then moved up to head of engine and curs operations then up to deputy director of engine and electronics then after that becoming the chief operating officer of the power unit um and then was the chief technical officer at Scuderia Ferrari and is now the managing director and team principal of Scuderia Ferrari. So oh, he him climbing that corporate really ladder. climbed the corporate ladder, like, which I think is really cool. There was a people magazine interview of him, which I was like, I was like people magazine. <laughs> it okay. was a people exclusive on Mattia Bonotto. And he was like, I think the fact that I've been here for so long and have risen in the ranks is like so indicative of Ferrari culture. Like we really do try to cultivate the best here. And like, he's like, I don't see myself as like better or worse than anyone. Like I couldn't do what a lot of these people do, but I am really good at being a leader and like making all these different things work Mm -hmm. together. Um, which I was like, that is so like, that's the exact mentality you should have. Like, yeah, I feel like every leader, it's like the time old saying of like, you should never be the smartest person in the room when you're a leader. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you really ask people for help on this podcast. (laughs) Exactly. We are (laughs) true leaders. Um, But I just feel like he has a really good way of like looking at it. And he was like me being in the position I'm in. Like, I never thought I would be here. It was obviously like a dream, but I never thought it could. And it should really serve as a reminder for everyone. And especially people at Ferrari that like, you really can do anything. So, which I just thought was cute. Um, so he was at Ferrari the entire time that Michael Schumacher was there. Okay. Schumacher signed on with Ferrari a year after Mattia started at the company. Um, 
And oh yeah. So here's a quote from the people magazine interview about like his philosophy on like being a leader. And they, so they asked him if he always saw himself as a leader. And he said, I think, yes, since I was very young, when I was playing football, I was the captain of the team. So that's the role I always fit. I don't think I was a good football player and I don't think I'm a good engineer, but I think I can try to support the team from the leadership point of view, which is just very like Mm self-aware. And I really like his like leadership style. Um, We don't know like too, too much about him. He has no social media and we just know he has two kids and a wife. Mm. So he really, he's very low key, which I love for him. I just wish I knew more. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's Mattia. That's Mattia. That's Mattia. I do hope we see more from him or like hear more from him because I just like, I would be interested in hearing his like take on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, he seems to have a good relationship with, with his drivers. So, yeah. which I really like. Um, all right move into Carlos. So Carlos is our favorite Spanish driver. No offense to Alonso. Uh, so Carlos's Never. full name is Carlos Sainz Vasquez de Castro. It's honestly longer than that too, but I couldn't find it online. But remember when he tried to sell it to Charles? Yes. And it was like well, so Charles long. is no walk in the park either. No, but Carlos's was like, okay, it made me think of like that. <laughs> the video of him saying his name was literally like the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Yes. Yes. The, the doorman. <laughs> yes. Esteban, Esteban, whatever. Yeah. I yeah. know what you're talking about. So funny. Um, so Carlos was born on September 1st, 1991, which makes him a Virgo, which, which also means I would be friends with him. <laughs> so <laughs> Virgos are humble, self-efficacing, industrious, and practical, but under the surface, they are frequently natural, kind, and sympathetic as benefits their zodiac sign. Virgos are methodical and quick thinkers, yet they have so much mental energy that they are frequently stressed out and tense, which I honestly like don't really feel like fits Carlos that much. Like, I don't feel like he seems stressed out and tense a lot, Um, but maybe that's just like internal and like, because like on the outside, he's like humble and self-efficacing and whatever so I feel like maybe like on the outside he presents as very like chill but on the inside is pretty stressed I don't know um so Carlos unfortunately has not won a race yet um he almost matched Nico Hulkenberg for the record of most starts without a podium uh but then he finally got his podium so that's good so we're really just hoping that he gets that first win soon um Carlos's career path he started out in Toro Rosso in 2015 uh Mm -hmm. where he was at first teammates with uh Max Verstappen for like three races and then with uh Danny Kvyat uh for the rest of the time that he was at Toro Rosso um he moved to Renault in 2017 and he was with uh Nico Hulkenberg for both of those seasons and then was replaced by Danny Rick um didn't have a team and that was a big drive to survive moment where Carlos was like mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm gonna go like Danny signed on he took my spot and that's when they started like making the beef between Carlos and Danny yeah um, they've been plotting they've been plotting this for mm-hmm. a while but never fear because he went to McLaren for the 2019-2020 season and that's where we got Carlando and everything was okay. All was right in the world. All was right in the world because we had Carlando, the cutest bromance that ever has been. 
Um, he left obviously for the 2021 season and was with Ferrari. So he just finished his first season with Ferrari and is heading into his second. So very exciting. Um, excited to see where Carlos goes from here. Um, he loves golfing. He used to drive a golf. (laughs) My favorite video of all time is all the drivers in a press conference being like, I drive a Mercedes Benz. I drive a Porsche. I drive a Ferrari. And he's like, I drive a golf. (laughs) <laughs> his little Volkswagen Golf. Good for Carlos. Apparently, our humble king. Right now, I know. Yeah. I know. Really sad, <laughs> but still obsessed with it. Um, he is the son of Carlos Sainz Senior, who is a double world rally champion. Uh, still driving today. Like Carlos Sainz Senior is a freaking boss. Love him. Icon. I want to watch the documentary about his dad, but I don't speak Spanish, so I feel like. Mm. Really. Subtitle I guess it. I could get subtitles, but I feel like that doesn't give me the whole whole thing. Um, Carlos is in a relationship with, with our fave, our fave, Isa. Uh, they met in Mallorca, where both of their families um, vacation, and they've been together since 2017. Um, so it's been a while. Wow, look at them. Do we think a ring's coming soon? I mean, let's hope. Put a ring on it, Carlos, or I'm gonna. Literally. Like, I love Isa. Um, So she obviously is super cool. We've talked about her on this podcast a million times, so I don't feel like I have to go too deep on her, but she is a fashion journalist and um, public relations professional. She works in the PR department at Scalpers, which is a high-end fashion line in Spain. She also has a podcast about fashion with her friend and she loves to bake. She apparently sells baked goods to like different bakeries around town. I don't know what the deal with that is, but it's very cool. Um, she's just like the coolest person ever. Yeah, and they she's keep, a real cool girl. They like keep their relationship like so low key. Like she doesn't have any photos of him on on the grid, on her Instagram grid and barely ever post photos of him, like on her story, other than like his hand or like something. Yeah, she's like, always soft launching Carlos. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And I just like love that. Like she's I love cool it, but I hate own. it because I, I want, I want, I want more, more, but she's literally just like so cool on her own. Yeah. And like, I want to like, be friends with like, her. Yeah, she's just like cool on her own. She like, doesn't need to have like a famous boyfriend to be cool. Yeah. Um, and I guess they've, they've both like said in interviews in the past that, um, they like to keep their relationship private, which I'm like, I get that. And I respect that for you guys. Um, yeah. but I would love to see more content. Especially <laughs> um... like, I get it. I get it. But selfishly I want more. Yeah. Um, so is a, is a Pisces, she was born February 24th. It was just her birthday. I'm actually mad. I was supposed to do a birthday post for her on Instagram, but I forgot. Oh, you can't fake. believe it. I'm fake. I'm all around fake. You keep calling me fake on this podcast today. <laughs> and it's because I am. <laughs> uh, so Pisces are known for being emotionally sensitive, gracious, and emotionally aware. They are regarded for being among the most sympathetic of the Zodiac signs, and they will go to great lengths to ensure the happiness of those around them. They are also creative and imaginative. So I feel like that does play right into our girl, Isa. Um, she's creative. She's imaginative. She works in fashion. Um, and I, you know, would love to just believe that she would go to great lengths to ensure the happiness of those around her. Mm-hmm. I think she does. I think she does. I would bet. I'd bet money on it. Yeah. So I just love her and I just love Carlos and 
great people that's all around. what else do we that's have to it say i have that? nothing that's, else to say that, literally <laughs> that's all i have to say about that <laughs> all right which leaves us with obviously charles mark Hervé percival leclerc <laughs> the one and only <laughs> my king, king of our hearts <laughs> my king <laughs> So Charles was obviously born and raised in Monaco. He is the only driver on the grid um, that is actually from Monaco, even though like most of them live there at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's very cool for him. He was born on October 16th, which is why he is number 16. Uh, He's a Libra. And according to literally every astrological site, he and I would make a horrible match. So... (laughs) (laughs) very upset about it but it's fine uh so people born under the sign of libra are peaceful fair and they hate being alone partnership is very important for them seeking someone with the ability to be the mirror to themselves these individuals are fascinated by balance and symmetry they are in constant chase for justice and equality realizing through life that the only thing that should be truly important to themselves is in their own inner core of personality this is someone ready to do nearly anything to avoid conflict keeping the peace whenever possible so i feel like this is pretty true for charles like Mm -hmm. he needs to be alone he's literally always in a long-term relationship yeah he's a big ltr guy yeah he does not like to be alone and like someone ready to do nearly anything to avoid conflict and keep the peace i feel like is very much him like we know that you know there are some drivers on the grid that are very outspoken on like issues that arise and charles is like notoriously like will make make a statement but like doesn't go he just is like he's not a, a one to like really comment it's on giving things. me flashbacks of the episode in drive to survive where someone asked him about his clothing line and he goes <laughs> oh you know whatever and stuff's like we can't have a clothing line because we're partnered with puma yeah literally <laughs> <laughs> which by the way I want that clothing line. Let's go, Charles. Fight for your right. I need it. Um, He has three brothers. No, he has two brothers. He is the third brother. Mm -hmm. Um, An older brother named Lorenzo and a younger brother named Arthur. Arthur is in F3, I think. Mm -hmm. Maybe F2. Uh, And Lorenzo is his manager um arthur's manager mm-hmm. so so cute that they all are like it's all in the family on the family they're really close to their mom who also lives in monaco she's a hairdresser i believe um his dad passed away when he was in f2 and it was a very sad time and he like literally his dad passed away and the next day he like won One. yeah yeah which like just like so emotional um his godfather was jules bianchi who was in f1 um who was most likely gonna race for ferrari but hadn't gotten there yet um so charles grew up going to the karting track with jules um and jules unfortunately also passed away during at a crash in the race mm-hmm. he was in f1 right yeah. it was f1 yeah okay yeah um Antoine was F2. Antoine, yeah. Yeah. So he was also friends with Antoine Hubert, who was in F2 and also passed away in an accident. So Charles has just been like surrounded down, by down on his luck. Yeah, it's down like on his luck. So sad. He's just like surrounded by tragedy. Like it makes me so so sad. But um 
he has always loved Ferrari like for his whole life and I think and like it was like so cute when he finally got the Ferrari offer he's like I'm doing this for Jules because like this is what should have happened for him and like I'm like doing it so I mean was it on here that we are summer oh I think it was on our TG1F PowerPoint party someone was like who do you think will be the first one to leave Ferrari of the two drivers and I just like don't see Charles leaving I don't know where else he would go but like I just think there is such like a sentimental relation that he has to Ferrari yeah but I I feel like that's everyone's goal like I feel like you're I don't feel like you leave on your own volition for Ferrari like you're forced out yeah um for someone new so that's true I think Charles has a lot of um pressure on his shoulders to really succeed he was brought in with the longest contract Ferrari he's ever signed yeah youngest drivers um so you know I don't think he's gonna leave until he proves his worth yeah um which hopefully we'll see this season be his season I believe he I believe in him I know he can do it I do too I know he can um some other things about Charles um he pretty much has like all the same friends that he had like from school and they all travel around all together and a lot of them go to his races it's like very very cute um he is also a part-time model obviously if you've his face you should know that (laughs) uh but he's done modeling for Giorgio Armani um those photos are amazing so if you haven't seen them (laughs) check them out um he plays piano he loves to like play paddle which like I don't really understand the difference between that and like other sports but that's just because I'm American all of Um, the other sports are just like racquetball racquetball wall ball pickleball tennis there's so many (laughs) sports like that um but he does that a lot um he loves art and architecture and like fashion and all that stuff and he also enjoys golf um and his favorite band is Coldplay (laughs) lest we forget lest we forget um but now I want to get into some drama okay whoa yes let's (laughs) I want to get into some Charles drama and it's his relationship drama okay because we all know there's drama there yeah we were on we were on Charlotte and and Charles watch for a while. I'm talking Giada. But I'm talking, I know you're talking Giada. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So Charles had a girlfriend for five years. Her name was um, Gianna, just, I don't know, they call her Gigi. Um, and she, they met at school. They were together for five years. Um, she was with him all throughout like F2, F3, and then getting into F1. Um, but they broke up pretty much as soon as he signed his contract for Ferrari. And he said that he like wanted to focus on Ferrari and his Mm -hmm. career and he didn't have time to have a girlfriend. However, a mere few months later, Charles is dating his current girlfriend, Charlotte Sinet. And here's the funny thing about that is that <laughs> Charlotte and Giada were best friends. Yes, they were. Charlotte is also from Monaco. They all went to school together. I can't imagine there are too many people that are like, I can't imagine their school was gigantic. Yeah. So Charlotte and Giada were really good friends. They were always in photos together. They were hung out a lot. And all of a sudden, Charles is dating his ex-girlfriend's best friend, Charlotte. So there was- Wow, we have a Cassie Maddie situation on our hands. You know what? 
Carlos Giada. has made Jacobs. Giada, and- come back. Fuck you, girl up. Just kidding. Don't do Gianna that. Gianna has to come beat up Charlotte <laughs> for all to be right in the world. Maybe it's happened. Who knows? Wow. Um, Would love to have been a fly on the wall. <laughs> I just like, oh, wow. To be in the room where it happened. I want to just know How the did she like, find out? Know. Yeah. I like, know. I want to know. Do they Because then she went out and like, was like bashing him and was like, basically said that he cheated on her which obviously has not never been like confirmed, but confirmed. she was like, he told me that he wanted to focus on Ferrari, but obviously he just wanted to like get in the pants of my friend. Mm-hmm. So they were seen together and there was so much drama. People were PO'd about this. <laughs> Charlotte was getting tons of hate. Giada was getting hate. Giada was like, it was like this crazy thing. I was like, this is literal high school drama happening it was crazy um but now he and charlotte have been together like three-ish years i think yeah didn't um, they just get a dog together no they didn't get a dog all oh. right they were just looking at them if they got a dog <laughs> i wouldn't be here right now <laughs> uh but no but he and giada had a dog oh yeah you're right they had a dog and now it's her dog i don't know it's, it's just so much drama um but Giada has moved on. She has a new boyfriend. They seem very happy. Um, Charles and Charlotte, I guess, seem very happy. It's a happy. flex in and of itself that she used to be his ex-girlfriend. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's his relationship drama. Everyone is still, like, people still aren't over it, I think. Clearly, we're not over it. <laughs> like, people still talk about it all the time. And, like don't like people like don't like charlotte because of it still and i'm like i think everyone's moved on so maybe we should all move on but you know what if it is true and she really did steal her best friend's boyfriend like that's shady and Mm -hmm. she doesn't deserve to move on from that no offense if if what we are saying is the truth yeah and that's how it happened then that is so shady of her and like i can't I would never be her friend. No. Like if I heard that, I would be like, we're you are not a good person and you We've are not a good friend. We've also heard from like followers of ours like that they've met her and have had bad interactions. So yeah. You know, out of solidarity. Solidarity. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan. Just um, want to let you know, Kate, that I would never date your ex-boyfriend. Thank you. I don't have many. <laughs> so okay. um well also if you did end up dating charles i would that and then he broke up with you i would also then not date him so. <laughs> okay thanks <laughs> i was never setting the record straight here live on the podcast that i would never do that to you thank you i would never do that to you either i would never do that to you would never in the words of maddie <laughs> I would never do that to you truly. I would never, first of all, would not want Thank to you. currently at the moment. Uh, but if you dated Danny, I wouldn't date him after you either. Thank you. I wouldn't date him before you either. <laughs> Likewise. Thanks. <laughs> now that we've got that established. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, now Charles and Charlotte are happy and live together in Monaco and whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Good for them. I don't know. I feel like there's so many other things I could say about 
Carlos and Charles. Like Charles is part of like the Twitch Quartet, um, which was him, Alex Albon, George Russell, and Lando Norris during uh, quarantine. They would like get they would like live stream all together, and it was like super fun and so. Never cute. forget when Charlotte had to buy a subscription to Car or Charles to Twitch Twitch so that she could message him and say that she was locked out of the apartment hysterical that was really funny that, that was, funny. was really funny <laughs> um what else uh charles's best friend on the grid is pierre mm-hmm. they grew up together um because they went to the same karting track in france because monaco obviously is really close to france um and they met there and they grew up karting together and charles would like go on vacation with pierre's family and vice versa uh and then when charles's dad died I think like Pierre's family really like took him in and, and everything, which was really nice. So it's very, I always love when they put them together for like press Mm -hmm. conferences. Like, I just think their relationship is really cute. Yeah. What else? The fact that Charles last win was Monza 2019, AKA the worst day of your life, the worst day of my life. (laughs) So let's see when we go back to Miami, maybe Charles will win again. And then we'll reset the cycle and all will be right in the world again. Oh, cause it'll be your first race. Yes. Yeah, cause I'll be, okay. Yeah. I was like, what are you saying? It's going to do it again. Something horrible is going to happen that no, day no, too. No, 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 <laughs> I was no. like, don't no, wish that on us. We will have cleansed. We help. We'll have yeah. cleansed. Um, the one thing is you're not allowed to perform a ritual. No, I won't be a performing ritual. Don't worry. Oh my God. I would love to see Charles win at my first race that I go to. That'd be amazing. Iconic. Can I think you imagine? I feel good about it. I feel good about it. Every race I've been to, Ferrari has won. So the, All the, right. the odds are good. Knock on some wood right now. Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, be, that would be so great. I'm so excited for Miami. Me too. So many fun things are going to happen. Yeah. Everyone listening, we've said this before. I'm going to say it again, but like confirmed. Lots of fun things are happening. Miami book your tickets come to Miami, even if you don't have tickets to the race, it's going to be absolutely worth your while and maybe even more fun than going to the race. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be so much fun. We have a lot of stuff cooking, a lot of fun things that we know that's going to be going on in the city, um, put on by different companies for F1 fans. So if you're thinking about it, just do it, just do it, just do it. Come to Miami, get some sun. Bienvenido a Miami. Mr. 305. Is that it for the Ferrari? Oh yeah. Sorry. That's it. <laughs> well, you know what? I learned a lot today. I don't think you learned a lot. Though, from I did. That. You've been to the museum, right? You already knew all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I learned a lot about Charles and Carlos. Okay. That's good. So I think it all was from a- this old noggin. Yeah. Just right up in that brain there. <laughs> Next week, get much, ready. But Next I do know ready. things about Carlos. <laughs> Not yeah, only will week. we be together next oh week. God, I forgot. But it will also be McLaren and our final episode of the team deep dives. Yes. Okay. What What's our literary corner next week? I don't know. We have a lot to think about. Much to think about. Much to think. Much to do. But it's going to be good, whatever it is. Yeah, it is. Always. It's been a long one today. It we covered a been. lot of ground. It's we always discuss a lot of topics. One. God, these deep dives can't be over soon enough <laughs> so that we can stop having 
<laughs> these podcasts go over an hour. Jesus Christ. Well, we have one left and that's that. And then they're done forever. <laughs> oh man. Well, thank you guys for listening as always like, and subscribe, leave a little <laughs> review. Someone left a review and their name on it was devout Christian. Yeah. And it was absolutely iconic. That's some queen thing. shit. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like that was so fucking funny. I laughed so, so hard. Good. Yes. So please keep it up because we love it so much. We do. Uh, and then another thing is join our discord. You can find the link at, in our Instagram bio. We've had, we just passed a thousand people. So in our discord, which is so exciting and lots of fun things are going to happen, especially now that the um, season's kicking off. We have race day chats. We have all different things that you can tin talk about. We'll have channels for people to share what food they're eating for different races. Um, talk about the teams, the drivers, drama, the wags, kind of everything. And then we also do have sections for um, the different, you know, locations in the world that races are held. So if you are going to a Grand Prix and you want to find people to hang out with there, um, we have channels for you to connect with people from your area, wherever in the world that may be. So it's a great place to be. It's so much fun in there. We do some, we do really fun things. We're doing trivia next week. Drive to survive week. Yeah. And we, we did a PowerPoint night. We're going to do some more of those. We had some really fun presentations. It was just a lot of fun. Come make some fun F1 friends. Yes, please do. The more the merrier. And with and that. Time to go. It's time to go. We As will always, talk to you guys later. See you. On the internet. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>